0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our midst. Thank you. Beloved in Christ, today we call the mind quite broadly the Friends of God, whom we refer to as All the Saints. Today is called the Sunday of All Saints. And this commemoration began as the commemoration of all martyrs originally. And then to them were added all the ranks of the saints who bore witness to Christ in many different ways. Even if occasion did not require the shedding of their blood. You know, when we refer to the martyrs, traditionally we're talking about those who died proclaiming their faith in Christ who died for Christ's sake, who refused to capitulate to whatever temptations were being thrown their way, who refused to deny their faith and their essential belief in Christ Jesus and bore witness to him through dying for him. Today, you could say that we commemorate the harvest of the coming of the Holy Spirit into the world at the Feast of Pentecost, the grace of the Holy Spirit was given to the people of God. The seed that you could call the image of God within each and every person, that latent seed was watered with the water of the grace of the Holy Spirit. And from that little unimposing seed has sprouted forth The life of God manifests through the lives of men and women and children who have fallen in love with our Lord Jesus Christ and become living witnesses to him. And so in commemorating the harvest of the coming of the Holy Spirit, we're celebrating the fruit born forth by those who have become spirit bearers in whom God has taken up his throne. You could say a holy person is one in whom God has been enthroned. A person who has become the habitation of the living God. We're speaking of the much fruit brought forth by the grain of wheat that fell into the earth and died. It's the glorification of the saints as the foundation of the church and the perfection of the gospel. They who fulfilled indeed the sayings of the Savior. It's helpful sometimes to understand where this, the words that we use have come from. And some of you know this, but some are not so familiar with the origins of the word saint. So a quick comment on that. The English word saint is derived from the Latin word sanctus, which means holy. You could consider that we use the word sanctity as a synonym for holiness. Sanctity and holiness are the same words. And the Greek equivalent of this word is agios. Agios just literally means holy. It's the same word that we use when we say like trisagion, tris thrice Holy. When we're talking about the Trisagion hymn or the prayers that we do. And in English, we have a distinction between the word saint and the word holy, but that distinction isn't present in the Greek language. They just say agios for like a saint of the church. For example, in Greek, you don't say Saint Paul, you say agios pavlos, holy Paul. But because of the, the morphology of language and things, In English, we say saint, which has a Latin origin. In Greek, they just say holy, Paul. So when we're talking about someone who is a saint, we're talking about someone who has come to live a life of holiness, a life set apart for Christ. What do we commemorate all saints during this season? Because having ventured through the holy season of Great Lent, do you remember Great Lent? Yeah, it seems like a long while back now, doesn't it? A long time ago. But we have ventured through the holy season of Great Lent, and we journeyed with Christ to his passion, and we experienced the lamentation of creation upon the sacrifice of the perfect one on the cross. And having risen with him on the third day, unto our life as members in the everlasting kingdom of God, we now struggle and strive to understand our identity as a peculiar people upon the earth. Those who are Orthodox especially understand what it means to be a peculiar people upon the earth, especially in the United States. As those who reclaim the world for its creator, yet being as strangers in a strange land, Those ones who have come to be referred to as saints in the church have demonstrated how to fulfill our calling as those who love Christ above all else. Those ones especially who are witnesses to the faith. Those have been a centerpiece of the hymns for the day. If you want to hear what the church teaches, if you want to hear the inspired and beautiful words of the church, you have to come to the services. You can't just listen to me ramble for about 20 minutes every Sunday. The hymns of the church teach us what need to be learned. And last night from Vespers, we heard these incredibly beautiful words on the theme of the day. Listen to this being set aflame with the fire of the love of the Lord God. They fully disdained the fire, the earthly fire. And thus, being kindled like most divine living coals through Christ, did the august martyrs wholly burn up the dead wood of error's insolence. They bridled the mouths of beasts by wise supplications unto the Lord, and thus, beheaded they themselves cut off all the hosts of the enemy and in that they poured forth their blood and streams through their great patience they watered all the church which then blossomed forth with faith you may remember the famous words of an early christian referring to those who died for their faith he said tertullian said the blood of the martyrs was the seed of the church We would be tempted to mourn the loss of those who have died for their faith. But we would only mourn if we were those who believed in the triumph of death over life. So we don't mourn because we don't believe in the triumph of death over life. We believe in the triumph of life over death. And in the martyrs, that triumph is proclaimed. And so the more the persecutors tried to squash the church, the more the persecutors tried to destroy the beautiful witnesses to the faith, the more the observers in the world, those who had not known Christ, came to believe in Jesus Christ through the life-giving, sacrifice, and death of the martyrs. So great is the holy mer- holiness of the martyrs that the church proclaims, but that by them even the angels are amazed. These ones, beginning with the holy prophets, then the apostles, martyrs, confessors, teachers, holy monastics, male and female, known and unknown, they constitute that great cloud of witnesses. By whose example we're inspired to spring forth and run the race set before us with perseverance. When I think about the the saints, I like to be reminded and remind you all that they didn't do it so that we don't have to. They didn't live a life of loving Christ fully and completely and wonderfully so that we can sit back and relax and enjoy the show. They did not do it so that we don't have to. They did it in order to inspire us to. Just like God didn't become man just to show us that He could do it. Look, I became a man, everyone. Isn't that amazing? No. You know He became man so that we might become, by grace, what He is by nature. And that's quite an active calling. It's not a passive one. So a saint, you could say, is someone who has given his or her life, who has died for the faith. The early church consisted of a small, dedicated group of individuals who took care of one another, who convened to pray and share in the Holy Eucharist. During times of persecution, the church is known for having gone underground and even served liturgies on the tombs of martyred Christians. By proclaiming the life and resurrection of Christ on the tombs of thy departed brethren. Again, they're proclaiming the triumph of the resurrection. And that's where the church from very early on has always set in their altar relics of saints. We have portions from the relics of St. Herman of Alaska and the 40 holy martyrs of Sebast. We remember the words of Christ. Whosoever would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Naturally, those who followed in the footsteps of Christ by giving their lives for his sake would be considered holy as he is holy. Having proven in life and death conformity to the likeness of Christ by the grace of the Holy Spirit willful obedience to him and seeking to fulfill his commandments and having borne witness to Christ by way of giving up one's own life. The saint and I would like to just say the Christian just the Christian because the saint is the someone who's bearing witness to what the life of the Christian is meant to be. Saint is not special Christian. Saint is just Christian who takes his or her faith seriously. This is someone who has divested his or herself of the idea of having one's own life to begin with. Nothing that I am is purely my own. Nothing that I have is purely my own. It is all of and in and for and by Christ and unto Christ. And now not only in principle, but by the grace of the Holy Spirit. So the saints remind us that we are called to die for our faith, but to die for the faith doesn't necessarily entail entail physical death. Just like taking up one's cross doesn't just mean grabbing two perpendicular beams of wood and carrying them around. Or just wearing a necklace that's shaped like a cross. But it entails living a certain way. The holy apostle Paul proclaimed, I die daily. I die daily. I think most of us try to avoid dying on a daily basis rather than accepting the call to die daily for Christ's sake. And this, he said, I die daily, this is his boast. Because to die means to become a witness or a martyr, a witness for Christ. So you see, beloved ones, when we choose to identify with Christ, we admit that there really is no life, no truth, and no reality apart from its very source. There is no life and no truth and no reality apart from Christ Himself. When we make the statement of faith and believe, we enter into the mystery of life in Christ. And we sacrifice our self-will upon the altar of our own hearts, offering it to God. We don't like to do this because our weakness is exposed. I want to give you everything, Christ. We say, I want to give you everything. Everything. And then we become disappointed by what little we have to offer. We come to be seen and to become known. And then we shrink away out of shame or fear. But remember, fear not, for I have overcome the world. And remember that God's strength is perfected in weakness. And so rather than being ashamed by your weakness being revealed... There's a kind of boldness, you could say, a boldness of faith with which you are strengthened. When you come to the realization of your own smallness, your own nothingness, your own weakness. There's a little word from St. Joseph the Hesychast that I really love. He wrote lots of letters, but he didn't write any books. Some of his letters have been collected into book format. But listen to what he says about this. He said, I wanted to write three homilies or even three books. This is a monastic who lived a very simple, quiet life in a a rustic desert area. I wanted to write three homilies or even three books. The first one would only contain this. Man is nothing. And I would shout it out constantly that I am nothing. In the other, I would write that the self-glorified God is everything. In all and for all. I am nothing. And he is everything. And in the third, have patience in everything until death. You understand, he's not saying, I'm nothing and that's it. I'm nothing and he is everything. We become naked. We become bare before God and as nothing in the eyes of those who find value in prestige, worldly prestige and power. In the face of it, our weakness, and our nothingness, we fix our eyes upon Christ, the ruler of all, laying aside every weight that prevents us from doing so. And if we're honest with ourselves in asking with St. Paul, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Ask yourself that this week. What can separate me? Can anything separate me from the love of Christ? If we're honest with ourselves in asking this question, then we have to admit that Really nothing can, aside from ourselves, in being bound by our own reluctance. But if we believe and admit that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, then we begin to live like martyrs in a way. We begin to live as witnesses to the faith. In a homily celebrating the martyrs as true witnesses of the faith, St. John Chrysostom addresses what it is that we can do as those who are not directly confronted with persecution. We can follow their example. Excuse me, how we can follow their example and not be deprived of the opportunity to identify with Christ as they did. There were many after times the persecution ended. You may be surprised. You may not understand. It's hard to wrap our head around. During the time of such a potent witness to the faith, There are many who lamented the comfort of the Christians and the complacency that came when persecution ended. And also they lamented the fact that they would not be able to die as martyrs, as those who have come before them. But St. John Chrysostom gives us a solution for that predicament, if you have that predicament. He says, let us too train ourselves for an opportunity for martyrdom. They despised life. You despise luxury. They threw their bodies on fire. You now throw money in the hands of the poor. They trampled on the burning coals. You extinguish the flame of desire. These things are difficult, but also rewarding. Don't focus on the present obstacles but on the future benefits. Not on the tortures at hand, but the anticipated blessings. Not the sufferings, but the prizes. Not the labors, but the crowns. Not the sweat expended, but the rewards. Not the sorrows, but the returns. Not the consuming fire, but the kingdom that lies ahead. This is the greatest method and easiest path to virtue to focus not just on the labors, but also on the rewards that follow the labors. What's he talking about? He's not talking about the concept of holiness as a status of a morally superior being. He's talking about people who have come to love, whose lives have been so transformed by the love of God that they have to love in return. One thing that's proven true throughout the ages is that those Christians who are confronted with adversity and endure by hanging only on the sufficiency of God's grace, they become living beacons of the faith, transparent to Christ. And so our call is to become the same, not by some external measure, not to become labeled the saint, In the eyes of others, but simply to be like Christ and even more to be united to Christ. Glory be to God that his strength is made perfect in weakness. Glory to God that he uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Glory to God that he takes what is not and transforms it into something that is by the grace of the Holy Spirit. May it be so in us as it has been in the Holy Ones, the friends of God, whom we commemorate today, always, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.